Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Beamer, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Patty Diener. I'm uh, your host here at Beautiful Second Act. I'm so glad that you're here. And uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit before we get started with today's episode about writing because a lot of people struggle with that. And if you own your own business and you find that you don't even have time to write for your business, I'm talking about newsletters, uh, maybe designing a new brochure for your company, new business cards, email blasts, web copy, flyers, blog posts. I can help you with that because writing is not just a business for me. It's my life. I write novels. I've uh, been writing lots of blogs over the years. I even ghostwrite for a doctor. I don't find any problem with writing. Some people get uh, writer's block. I find that that doesn't usually happen for me. It's just I love the written word. So I also love community and helping others achieve their goals. And I've run a lot of businesses in my day, and I understand Now, the only way to create something really successful is to love what you do. And I do. So with me on your team, uh, we can attract the right kind of customers that will tell all their friends all about your wonderful business and in turn will build you a greater following. So if you're interested in having me do some writing for you, look in the show notes for my uh, link to my portfolio in writer's work. You can kind of check out a few of the things that I've done. Also, um, you can email me directly, and I will leave my email information in the show notes. So let's dive in today with our topic. And I wanted to talk to you today about the fact that I have not always been brave. (laughs) There's a lot of people that think, oh, I'm so brave because I'm not shy. Well, just because you're not shy doesn't mean that you've always been brave. Because uh, I got to tell you, there have been a lot of times in my life where I was literally just chicken shit. (laughs) (laughs) and still sometimes today. But I do find that when you find your courage to, to get out of your comfort zone and to do something a little daring, taking a risk, that it can be so exhilarating. I wanted to tell you a story about that. So a couple of times come to mind from when I was a child. One, I remember a long time ago, I lived out in Lower Lake in a very rural area where there was hardly any um, there was, there was just very few people that lived out there, but everybody knew everybody because it was such a small community. And it's actually in a spot that's not too far from where I live now in Lower Lake. But back then the roads were mostly, uh, just chip sealed, um, very few paved roads. And there was a few girls that lived in like walking distance from my house. And we walked and rode our bikes everywhere. 
but they were all older than me. And so I kind of felt shy to play with any of them because I didn't really think that they would want me around because I was just this, you know, younger girl. And I remember very vividly uh, my stepmom at the time, she was so bold and she would, you know, she would just take chances. And she said to me, you know, stop being such a little whiny ass. I'm like, well, and I was kind of, you know, I was going to her thinking that she would coddle me and there, there me and make me feel better because, you know, poor me, poor me who didn't have anybody to play with. She's like, you know, get on your damn bike and ride down the street and ask those girls to play. And I was scared to death, but it's like, I wasn't getting anywhere at home. I wasn't getting any sympathy. So I did. I, I, I mustered up, you know, I was seven years old, y'all. What is that? Second grade. Um, I got on my bike and I had one of those long banana seat bikes, you know, with the the funny handlebars. And I rode, and it probably was about a good quarter of a mile to the first house. And I knew that the girls were going to be there because I'd heard them talk before that they were going to play Barbies. And they were older than me. And I'm saying older, like maybe the, the one closest to my age was probably nine and a half or 10. <laughs> but that's a big stretch when you're young, you know? And, you know, I did ask, and sure enough, I ended up spending the whole day there. And their mom called my mom and said she, that I was still there and I was playing. And and from that day forward, those girls were some of my best friends. And um, I played with them for years after that. They were just, you know, they were older than me, but they, they took me right in. And so I had to be brave. I didn't want to be brave. I, di I just wanted it to miraculously just fix itself. I didn't want to have to stick my neck out, but I did. Um, so, you know, it, 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 and it gained, I, I gained so much just from, you know, taking a risk of being rejected, you know, being vulnerable and, and, and trying something to see what would happen. Another time I remember um, years later, I was like an early teen, maybe even a tween, maybe I was 12 or 13. And um, we used to go to Canocta Harbor Resort and Spa to have a swim party for our, our school. If you, if you made honor roll, you got to go on these big swim parties. And they had these Olympic-sized pools, and they had a diving board that was up like 17 feet high. And I remember that years later, they ended up deciding that to have children go there on field trips to have that diving board up that high, they thought that maybe they better lower it. But they didn't for a few of our field trips. They left it up really high. And I just, I've never been a real strong swimmer, although I can swim, and I've been swimming from a young age. But I just, you know, there's some things that I just didn't feel very confident about. And so, of course, you know, I'm watching all these people climb up that big tall ladder and jumping from 17 feet high off of this diving board and into the swimming pool below. And, you know, all of my friends were doing it and I was scared shitless. I was like, oh my God, it's just so, it's so far. And it's really feels even farther when you get up there, y'all, because when you, I don't know if you've ever done that yourself, but when you get up out on that diving board, it feels way higher than it actually is. I mean, you feel like you're out there over a cliff and it's just, you don't know if you're going to survive. You're just all of the, the feelings, you know, you're getting all of the butterflies and the anxiety, but then everybody's watching you. So if you make that choice to climb the ladder, you know, you usually will go ahead and go through with it because everybody's watching. Well, I remember I thought that I was going to get sick. I was just like, oh my God, I felt like I was going to vertigo. But then I just thought, just do it, just do it, do it, do it. So I jumped feet first in and I got to tell you, I was so proud of myself when I finally did it 
that I did it several times later that day because I thought, you know what, once you do it the first time, that's the toughest thing, you know, the first thing that you do the first time you try is, is the toughest. But then after that, you feel so, like I said, this exhilaration of, oh my gosh, that was not only was that fun, but I'm so proud of myself for being brave because now I'm not missing out. I actually got to feel that feeling because I did it. I wasn't, I wasn't a coward. I tried and I did something that I didn't think I could, but I did. And, you know, I, those, those types of experiences, you know, throughout my life, I, I would, I would kind of push myself a little bit whenever anything seemed a little scary. The first time I would speak in public, I remember I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to say or how I'm going to do this. And that for some people, they absolutely can't do. Public speaking is just not for them. But for me, I'm pretty comfortable now and, uh, and with an audience of almost any size because I feel, I figure, you know, they're all humans. We're all human beings. And the worst thing that can happen is I, you know, might stumble and say the wrong thing. But, you know, being myself and being truly authentic to who I am, I think that that is, it's more well received when you're just real. And I, I don't know, I just, I, I remember being in the fifth grade. It was a, what was it? It was for the elections for student body officers for our school. And our school was a fifth, sixth uh, grade, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade campus. And I was in fifth grade. It was my first year at that school because the previous year they didn't have fourth grade on that campus. And um, I remember, first of all, I had no idea what student body officers were in the first place. I had no idea what the hell that was. But um, I wasn't really afraid. I, I sat in on some of the meetings when they, they were talking to us about that. And I thought, okay, I can do this. And I went up there that I was running for secretary. That's what it is. I'm going to have to go back and look at my school yearbooks. I just remember getting up there. That's what it was. I was running for student body secretary, which again, I had no idea what the hell that was. And when we, when we did have to go in and sit in on a couple of the meetings and watch the older kids, which older kids, meaning they were all of sixth grade, but they were, you know, the upperclassmen on campus. We got to watch how they ran a student body meeting. And of course they had a couple of teachers in there helping them to learn how to run a meeting. But um, it was fascinating to me, and I guess I was outspoken in a few of those meetings. And they went ahead and they decided that, you know, hey, you know, you should run for, for secretary. I didn't know what that entailed, but my dad helped me drop some beautiful posters. We put them all over the campus, and I won. <laughs> so I had to give a speech. So that's the thing. But I remember the first time I had to get up in front of that whole school, I was scared to death. But I did it, and um, after that, it just seemed like it was easier and easier. But as we get older, we know that there are a lot of other things that are a lot more pressing in life and, and have a lot um, bigger risk involved if you screw it up. And starting a business of my own, leaving, um, I, I, I left the, um, the guaranteed paycheck for my first time in my early 20s when I started my daycare. And then later on when I started my day spa and, you know, stopping doing the daycare, which was very uh, successful and starting all over again with something new. So, I mean, I've taken a lot of risks over the years, but I tell you, it, it never is an easy thing to do, making that shift, making those decisions. And um, sometimes you screw up. Sometimes you do things wrong and you have to try and fix it. But, um, you know, it doesn't always go as planned, but you have to take a risk. If you don't, if you're not brave enough to try something new, then if you don't change something, then nothing changes, right? <laughs> um, I have 
read this in part to you guys, but I think that now that I'm getting very close to my retirement date, which is September 1st is my first separation date from the school district, I'm going to go ahead and read to you what I was feeling in March this year. March 31st of 2021, I wrote this. And um, because it was just coming out, I don't know where it came from, it just came out of nowhere within my mind. And I suddenly felt the need I had to write this down because it was, I was feeling like I was under the gun for myself at like, you need to make a decision, Patty. You need to make a decision. This is your year. This is the year you have to make a decision. But I was so tormented and tortured in my head. And then when I wrote this down, it came very clear to me that the universe was speaking through me and my soul was crying out. So I'm going to read this to you in, the, in its entirety about what I was feeling and how and why I felt I needed to be brave enough to walk away again from something that is no longer what I want to be doing. And now it's something I'm, it's time for me to make another shift. So um, and this has no title. It's just the way it starts out is this is ridiculous, period. This perpetual routine of going through the motions minute to minute, filling the time with tasks that leave me empty and devoid of passion of any kind. These mindless duties that once gave me purpose are now soul-crushingly mundane. I move from chore to chore as that is how my job now feels, constantly watching the clock and thinking of all I could be accomplishing in my writing career if only I weren't here. There really is a calling that creeps up on creative minds, a calling that starts as a low whisper in your subconscious and sometimes it pricks at your skin with goosebumps. After a while, it becomes an ache deep inside and catches in your chest with longing. It is inescapable, this feeling that you are meant for something else. Not that it means that you are destined for fame or greatness, but that your contribution to this world is pulling you, screaming at you even to shine bright and share what only you and your uniqueness can offer. When I started this job, I was so excited. I was full of enthusiasm and ambition. Now the light has gone out in my eyes and I'm suffocating. Until you listen to that calling, it will not be silenced. In fact, the more you ignore it or try to put it off, the louder it gets inside your head. It's like a part of your soul that makes you you is finally getting your attention and it's afraid to be quiet now for fear that if it is, you will forget that part of yourself which makes you whole forever. So I'm listening to the calling. I'm taking action, but it's hard now to keep slowing this train that so wants to reach, reach its destination. I need my day job still, but the light at the end of the tunnel is visible. I know I'm getting closer because it's shining brighter every day. I feel myself becoming buoyant and less agitated because I know that I'm moving into my purpose. The journey necessary to reaching one's dream isn't an easy one. If it were, then it wouldn't feel worthwhile. The human spirit craves adventure. This is why we risk in order to gain. This is also where faith comes from. You have no idea what's on the other side of that door, but you cannot see it. You must simply believe in it. So I will take this leap and leave the safety of this guaranteed paycheck to venture out towards my dream, completely uncertain of the outcome. 
I choose to risk failing rather than never dance with my heart's longing. I choose to fully live. So I wrote that, um, and that was on August 31st of 2021, this, this uh, spring. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew I had to start the process of putting in for my early retirement. Because um, our school district, we um, for CSEA, our union is CSEA, and it's uh, – we get fifty. We get two percent at fifty-five is the way it works out. But I'm I'm retiring out early at fifty-three because it's part of the way that it's contracted that I can. And I tell you, a lot of people think I'm crazy, but you know what? Nowadays, there's so much uncertainty in our world, and I'd rather do what it is that I really want to be doing. So I'm going to take that risk, and I'm going to be brave, even though it scares the crap out of me. Um, I am, my excitement outweighs my fear. And, you know, you guys, like I was saying, and I don't even remember where it was in here, but as I was reading, I was like, yeah, it's, it's so true. Um, you don't know what's on the other side of that door. That's where your faith has to come in. You have to have faith in yourself. You have to have faith in the universe that everything will somehow work out. And so what? If you screw up, you screw up. We're living this life to learn. If you have to find something else to do because your dream job doesn't pan out right away, that doesn't mean you give up. That just means you might be diverted for a little while. I can get a job doing something different if I have to. But the bottom line is, is I'm betting on me. And I'm going to be brave enough to take the risk to bet on myself to try and do everything I can in this life that makes me happy. To try and do everything to check off every box that it is that makes me feel like I want to shine bright. I want to do the things that I want to do. And that sounds a little, you know, egocentric, but I mean, it doesn't mean that I can do things that I want to do that don't include other people. I would definitely find ways to contribute to society, but in a way that I can do it with my own uniqueness. We all have a gift, you guys, each of us. Um, I was listening to Kathy Heller this morning and she was saying in one of her podcasts that we all came with a bag of goods and, um, you know, you just got to figure out what's inside your bag. And for me, it's writing and that's where my strengths are and, and people, I am great with people and I, I want to help other people in my community to do well with their own businesses. I want to help people in my community to find joy in where we live. I want to express all of the fun stories that I have inside my mind and share that with the world. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's something that I think we all need to look at it ourselves and find out what are your strengths, what are your blessings, your gifts, and share those. You know, maybe you're a, a great cook. Maybe you have um, great architectural skills or maybe you are um maybe you want to do uh landscape design you know maybe you love to work with the earth and maybe you love to make beautiful spaces and parks or any 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 place that you know somebody's per from someone's personal home to as big as a country club i mean you can do anything you set your mind to doing you just have to make a choice and then you have to take that leap you have to dive off or jump off that 17 foot high diving board and feel the exhilaration that you did it, that you might have been scared to do it, but you did it. And everybody might have been watching. And yeah, you could have done a belly flop and landed flat on your face, 
But what if you don't? What if you don't? What if you have the time of your life? So there you go, you guys. That's today's episode. I hope that you're enjoying this content. Later this week, um, we'll be having, if everything goes well and I get um, all the editing done, we'll have a podcast with an interview about a person that wants to talk to you about advocating for your your health. And um, she's really, uh, she's got a great story to share with you guys about something that happened to her when she uh, didn't listen to her, her own self for a while and she was following suit with what everybody else was telling her. And, um, you know, sometimes you just got to trust your gut, you guys. You got to trust your own instincts. So that's later on this Thursday. But every week we have new podcasts every Tuesday, Thursday. And uh, please don't forget to tell a friend about it so you can uh, share the share the party, share the joy, share the experiences of living our best life here in our beautiful second act. All right, you guys, I'm going to be leaving some information in the show notes about how you can find my book after the fire. And I'll also leave you links in the show notes about my website, pattydeanerwrites.com and my other website, romancetravelandfood.com, which is a lifestyle blog about restaurants, um, different hotels, places you can travel to, my experiences, reviews, and recipes. Have a wonderful week ahead, you guys, and I will be talking to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.